You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning. <clears throat> Welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today's business at hand is the business of running, uh, specifically the Atlanta Track Club, which is based, obviously, here in Atlanta and has become a really instrumental organization as far as promoting the sport uh, of running in, in many different forms. Uh, most people are, are only familiar with the Peachtree Road Race uh, on July 4th. Uh, gets national coverage and, and I would say some international coverage uh, as the largest 10k event in the United States or the largest track uh, event in the United States and so I'm really pleased to have as my guest Jay Holder the director of marketing for the Atlanta Track Club to share some insight welcome to the business hour Jay thanks for having me Ron I'm really excited to be here well Jay let's go back to the the beginning uh, of the Atlanta Track Club Um, I had uh, the mistaken impression that that the uh, track club started close to the Peachtree Road Race, and you and I had a chat where you corrected me or you uh, informed me that no, in fact, the Atlanta Track Club had been around for a while. So tell us a little bit about when it began and then uh, later when the Peachtree Road Race, and we're not going to focus strictly on the Peachtree Road Race, but it is a major event. Um, but let's go back. Uh, was it 1964? 1964 was the, was the year that Atlanta Track Club was founded uh, by a group of guys who really <clears throat> saw a need for an organization to recognize uh, and highlight the accomplishments of the great high school running that was happening uh, in the Atlanta metro area. So that's what it was founded as. It was founded as a group to bring together all the different high school runners and honor and recognize them. Uh, and one of the first things they did is they had a, a yearly banquet uh, well, it's actually a, a, a banquet twice a year, once to honor cross-country runners, which is in the fall, and once to honor track and field runners in the spring. We still do those banquets every fall and spring um, uh, each year, and, and so that's our oldest tradition. So that predates the Peachtree, the AJC Peachtree Road Race by about six years. The first AJC Peachtree Road Race uh, was in 1970. It was uh, not at all what you see today uh, at Lennox and Peachtree. Uh, one of the founders of Atlanta Track Club, a guy named uh, Tim Singleton, who's in the Atlanta Sports Hall of Fame, is in the U.S. Distance Running Hall of Fame, uh, really a pioneer in road racing, not just in Atlanta, but in the United States. Uh, t- Tim was at a race at Fort Benning on July 4th and thought, well, Atlanta really needs a race on, on July 4th. So he organized an event uh, on the 4th of July that uh, yeah, that was that was pretty bare bones. It started up where it starts today, and it finished in the Central Park area. Uh, and Tim started the race, and he got in his car with the finish banner, and he drove to the finish before any of the guys got there. And that was the first uh, Peachtree Road Race, 110 finishers, three, of, three women, uh, 107 men. Um, and uh, obviously, if you've seen, as you've seen, it's grown exponentially. First winner of that race, though, one of the one of the guys um, who was a great high school runner here, and 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 would have benefited greatly from those early days of Atlanta Track Club, of a guy by the name of Jeff Galloway, uh, who went on to be an Olympic runner in the 10K in the 1972 Games, and who has been a guest on our program oh, because yeah. he's evolved uh, into uh, quite the entrepreneur as well as promoter of the sport of running. Um, but yeah, we uh, had Jeff on, and uh, 
he was a really gr- a gracious uh, person and uh, and as has involved into a, a great ambassador for the sport. I had no doubt about it. Jeff's Jeff's training programs have helped so many people discover uh, discover running and walking and make it accessible. And that's really what we're all about at Atlanta Track Club is making running and walking universally accessible to anybody who wants to participate in it. And Jeff certainly does that with with his programs out of his store at uh, Fittipides, um at Ansley Mall and here in Sandy Springs, uh, but also in his programs that he does around the country. Um, they're really great. And, you know, I've made the reference to uh, running a, a couple of times, but I meant to include walking as well because – um, it's it's uh, literally uh, not just figuratively. Uh, we learn to walk before we learn to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, might come within weeks uh, when you're a uh, toddler, uh, but uh, uh, walking um, is an activity. And I'm going to again uh, say that we'll get into it when we talk about the programs. But walking is a great foundation for a lot of other activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, who were some of the key players beside uh, Tim Singleton in those early years? Uh, there, there are a lot of guys, and I'm afraid I'm going to miss some of the names. But of course, Gail Barron was the was the first female winner of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Uh, she went on to uh, win the Boston Marathon. Um, another pioneer in, in not just running here in Atlanta, but in women's distance running. And that's a whole other conversation, how women's distance running has evolved over the last couple of decades. Uh, a guy named Hawthorne Wesley, great cross-country coach here in the area, still very involved in our in our banquets here today. Um, a guy named uh, Paul Koshua. Paul Koshua was a legendary cross-country and track and field coach at Westminster High School. He just passed away uh, in the past two years. Um, he was he was very involved in the formation of, of the organization. Um, guys that 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 really stayed involved in the sport um, and are still involved in the sport to this day. Um, Gil Barron, did she go on to become an executive director? Was she? Uh, no, present, no, present I, 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 I just, she was never involved in the club, as far as to my knowledge. So the club, up you know, in the last in the in his first few decades, had one, two, three, ma- three staff members. Maybe when Julia Emmons took over, and Julia was longtime director, of, uh, executive director of Atlanta Track Club, and uh, uh, race director of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. For a long time, it was Julia and one or two other people, um, and she retired in two thousand six uh, from the organization. Um, but she's another uh, another person who was really involved in the foundation of this organization. Organization, um, not just in Atlanta Track Club, but also positioning Atlanta as a, as a place where runners come. I mean, she was uh, instrumental in the growth of the, uh, of Peachtree to what it is today, but also in bringing the Olympics here. She was very involved in the the planning and execution of the the, mar- uh, the marathon at the '96 Games and the trials leading up to the '96 Games. Now, in those uh, six years prior to the Peachtree, did the Atlanta Track Club have uh, a range of programs uh, beyond uh, uh, was the first event a 10k and and did they have other programs in subsequent years uh, or other events of other distances and did they have anything resembling the range of programs that you have today certainly not anything that we uh, resembling the range of programs we have today but they did hold hold road races throughout the area not just in atlanta but in in uh, in metro atlanta one of the oldest races the, the decatur decab four miler is older than Peachtree, and uh and we still do it every year um and the course is relatively 
uh, unchanged. The finish lines moved a couple meters here and there, but but that was one of the early races of Atlanta Track Club. So they held races, uh, not just on the roads, but cross country races. Um, and again, they, you know, really um, a lot of programs uh, to recognize those uh, those outstanding high school athletes. Uh, Georgia uh, was, is, and always will be, I think, um, a, a a great place for young runners and track and field athletes to come up through the ranks uh and so and atlanta track clubs early days um really helped foster that growth so there were a lot of track meets as well um i, I talked to hawthorne wesley a, a couple of years ago just about him and and paul kasha up there setting up track meets um uh and, and jeff guys like jeff would come out and run so um and we still do those too we do we do seven track meets a year um, that are free uh, and open to the public. So we, we try. One of the things that we're really trying to do. You've mentioned a couple of times how much we've uh, the organization has grown, um, and we've really tried to do that with an eye on what the history is, keeping keeping those programs that were that were uh, initially part of Atlanta Track Club uh, alive and well and, and flourishing. Yeah, you seem to have a, a good grasp of your uh, your history and uh, and haven't lost sight of. Uh, Things like the uh, Decatur Four Miler. Um, what? Um, l- let's turn to the Petrie. I, sure. I, 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 we talked about it beginning in 1970. You mentioned uh, 110 participants. 110 finishers. 110 yeah. finishers. Mm-hmm. Do we know how many uh, started? I believe, and, and and I don't have the exact number. I believe it was like 150. Okay, uh, so yeah. almost everyone finished. Mm-hmm. Um, how did it grow? Did it just grow organically? Um, was there any kind of promotion? Do you know anything about uh, any counterparts, uh, any 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 marketers that helped it grow in the early years? I think a lot of it was organic. Um, I think that you know, the, in 1970, the idea of 110 people in short shorts running down Peachtree was crazy, um, and and people saw that the first year, and you know, the next year it was 200 something people, and the next year it was. 400 people. I think I think word of mouth was it was was huge then. And then in 1976, when the AJC became uh, the title sponsor of the race, it certainly got the publicity arm of, of Atlanta's biggest and most trusted newspaper behind it. And that that it took off like wildfire after that. It grew, it grew exponentially over the years. And I think another thing that really helped it was in those in those well, not really the early days up until probably I think six or seven years ago, you had to fill out that form in the AJC drop it in the mailbox and send it in if you wanted to get into the race. And just the, the hype and the tradition around that, I think, really um, turned it into what it is today. Yeah, it was um, a, like a lottery, mm-hmm. uh, which it can be today as well. It still uh, is, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, I remember waiting um, to find out if we got a, uh, a number or not. Right, and I think another another part of it is just how well – the city embraced it. It became more than a road race uh, very early on. It became a celebration of a lot of things uh, at once. So running and walking, the city of Atlanta, July 4th. And it just, because of that, because of the atmosphere that was created, just naturally being on that day, I think that that's what really helped it take off. Now, that's not to say that, you know, now... We don't we don't really um, promote and market the event. We we uh, we want to make sure that everybody knows about it and everybody who uh, is interested has a chance to be on that starting line. But we do have the benefit of being this this race that's a bucket list race for people and bucket list races um, uh, fill up. <laughs> so I mean, if you look at the New York City Marathon, that's a, that's a bucket list race. The, the Boston Marathon 
you know, their names market them themselves, and that we we're really fortunate to have that. I think, uh, yeah, the peach tree has become mm-hmm. synonymous with 10K mm-hmm. and with Atlanta 10K and with the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it it's it's grown to uh, to be recognized for all those dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you mentioned uh, a, a celebration, and I, I was describing it uh, early on uh, to friends, and I said. Yeah, it's kind of like a celebration of physical fitness, and it's yep. kind of like a moving party, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm at the finish line every year, and I see the the smiles on people's faces when they cross that finish line. And these are people who, you know, some of them uh, have not run 10K in a very long time, and they're still smiling when they cross that finish line. And I think that's a great testament to um, the party atmosphere the excitement, the mood that you get as you run along that course. Because, because yeah, not, if you're not running the race and you're in Atlanta on July 4th, you're probably watching the race and you're probably helping encourage those runners to come down, come down the street. So it really does become a big celebration of fitness, of, of the city that we live in, um, and because it's July 4th, our country. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's a patriotic event. Mm-hmm. And there is one special moment when we come back um, we'll talk about Many special moments, but one in particular that certainly uh, grabbed everyone's attention this year. Um, we'll keep it a mystery until we come back. Uh, we're here with Jay Holder of the Atlanta Track Club. We're talking about the history and about the range of programs and about the contributions of Atlanta Track Club to walking and running. We'll be back with Jay right after this break. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month, and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour we're here with Jay Holder of the Atlanta Track Club, and we've been talking about the history of the Atlanta Track Club, the growth of the Atlanta Track Club, 
Uh, we'll be talking about the range of programs uh, that the Atlanta Track Club hosts. And uh, we we were talking about the Peachtree Road Race before the break. It, it is um, the elephant in the room, so to speak, because it is the mother of 10K events and the mother of running events here in the United States with uh, 60,000 runners. Uh, it's the, the big daddy or the big mama, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, you were telling us a little bit about uh, about what goes into uh, that event. During the break, uh, I'm going to start off with uh, some very uh, specific execution. And it was an execution because you reminded me that it was a split-second kind of uh, setup uh, even though you were at the finish line and there were people at the uh, starting line that probably had to uh, help orchestrate or at least uh, work with, uh, uh, was were those uh, Navy or Air Force? Uh, Air Force. They came from Dobbins. Okay. So they were, uh, I think, F-16s. You know, we're, we're not clear um, uh, because I think there are F-16s at Dobbins. Um there was a flyover, mm-hmm. and I dare say none of the participants, the spectators or the runners, uh, knew there was going to be a flyover, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no advanced press on that, was there? No, you know, here's the thing. So it, it, we always want there to be a flyover. We think it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, way to get people really excited about what they're about to do. It's a great way to show the appreciation for our country on the 4th of July. Um, with these things, it's touch and go. So, you know, at the last minute, that we could we could have something come up that cancels the flyover. So we don't want to promise and not be able to deliver. So it's not that we're trying to keep it a secret and surprise everybody, but it's also we don't want people to be disappointed when, if it doesn't happen. So, um, but, uh, you know, what we were talking about during the break, it's timed to the second. You know, if you noticed, you were, on, you were there at the starting line. As soon as that singer hit Home of the Brave, those planes went over. Yeah. That's not an accident. Um, we have to make sure that that program at the starting line, everything goes off at the exact second that it's supposed to, because those planes know that they're flying over when that singer is saying "Home of the Brave." Yeah, they. I, for all I know, they might have been tuned in just so mm-hmm. that they could hear. Uh, yeah, they actually uh, weren't. Um, <laughs> it, wow. it's, it's a testament to the people who run the show at the starting line that everything lined up that way. You know, the helicopters flying overhead, and there are multiple helicopters. Mm-hmm. That alone, sort of. Uh, literally generates a buzz in the air and adds to the excitement. But when the 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 jets flew overhead, that definitely punctuated the start of the race uh, in a in a way that uh, really uh, uh, generated some excitement. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, and I've only seen the video because, as, as you said, I I I, uh, I set up shop at the finish line last year. We had uh, I believe it was a cargo plane. It was a uh, I, you seem to know planes better than I do, but it was a, we did have a flyover last year. But just to have the fighter jets, it really, really is amazing. And one of those pilots landed the plane after the after the flyover, got in his car. I'm not sure if he had some sort of escort, but he got here uh, in time to go off in one of the start waves and ran the race. Really, mm-hmm. there's a story. Yeah, all all in and of itself. Um, yeah, I I think that's fascinating. Now. Also, how many uh, spectators uh, do you think we had this year? We usually have over 100,000 that come out. There's no official count, but um, roughly 100,000 line the streets. So it's, yeah, it's a, as you said, it's a, it's a big crowd of people supporting that journey that the 60,000 runners are taking. 
Um, and it goes to that the, the other thing we were talking about earlier, th- this being a citywide event. You don't have to be participating in the race to be taking part in the race. Also, you know, and uh, uh, this doesn't have anything to do with uh, the actual um, well it does have something to do actually I'm going to reverse myself and say that it's an integral part the bands along Mm -hmm. the route add to the excitement Uh, you know you when you know I think the and I don't know this to be the case but I think the vast majority of runners are not out to uh, to compete as much as uh, run at a good pace. Uh, if you've run it a few times, you might be trying to best your your time. But then again, if you run it enough and you started at age 30 and you're now 60, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to best your times in your 30s or 40s necessarily. You could. Um, but you're there to pace yourself, uh, to not be wiped out at the finish. And you're still oftentimes running at a pace that's every bit close to your best times just because of the excitement. You're getting kind of worn out, and then all of a sudden you hear the Rocky theme song yeah. uh, coming up. You know, there's a, there's, that's either being played uh, uh, on a sound system or some other great live band might even be playing that uh, Rocky theme. And, and, and it really, it, it uh, generates a lot of excitement. Our events team works really hard to make sure that the race is, is a memorable experience for not just the memories you're making out there as you try to, as you said, best your own time or, or reach whatever your goal might be, but also just to make it so, you know, you remember the atmosphere. So we work really hard to make sure there is entertainment strategically placed along the course. We've got great radio partners. The Norfolk Southern Band at Mile 5 has played four years at the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Those guys, they're the corporate band of Norfolk Southern, and they, they're they a mainstay. Is and that is that near the AT&T Promenade or right there near 14th and Peachtree? Yeah, it's right. So Norfolk Southern's headquarters are right there. So that's where they set up, right outside. And then we're really working to turn... Uh, the, the turn on to 10th Street into a into just a wall of sound. Uh, so over the last couple of years, we've we've really built up what's there. This year, we, our, our partner Mizuno was there, but also we had the heavy hitters drumline from the Braves that were there. Um, so really just making it, you, you know, a lot of people um, don't want to think about the distance, right? They just they just want to they just want to go. And so we we're trying to create this atmosphere where. You know, you don't have to think about, oh, my gosh, I've got three miles left because there's there's distractions and there's entertaining distractions. Well, I'm here to tell you uh, that uh, for, uh, on behalf of uh, the old fat guys <laughs> running the race, that uh, that music definitely lifts our spirits and helps us overcome any pain. And uh, creating a wall of sound on 10th Street is, is a great idea. We will bring those things back. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, listen – Another uh, uh, elephant in the room regarding the peach tree is the coveted uh, peach tree uh, T-shirt. I love you the wearing I, 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 That is uh, awesome. I'm wearing my peach tree road race T-shirt. Uh, for those of you who can't see, uh, it, it was a very uh, patriotic combination of red, white, and blue against a, uh, a light blue background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was one of the better designs. Oh, thank you. Did, uh, you, did you get a chance to vote this year? Uh, I did, okay. uh, and this is what I voted oh, for. Oh, great. Yeah. So um, I got uh, to play a, a little bit of, of a part in that. Um, 
uh, tell, walk us through that process. I mean, how many uh, designs do you receive, and are you uh, personally uh, involved in that process of selection? Yes. Uh, so we start our contest. Gosh, it's coming soon. We open up our contest in November, and we solicit designs from uh, everyone from student graphic designers to amateur graphic designers to people who have no graphic design background. It's really it's truly open to everybody. Um, and this year we received about 200 designs. Um, we bring in a panel of judges in February, um, and we narrow it down to five. I would think that SCAD alone would be the source of a few. The yeah, Savannah we, College of Art and Design, it's uh, got a, a, a chapter, a, a campus in Atlanta. Yeah, we get some from uh, SCAD. We get some from West Georgia. Um, we get some from Georgia State. Uh, so a lot of student uh, designers, but there are a lot more amateur graphic designers than you would think. Um, so we, we set some pretty tough parameters. You can only use a certain amount of colors, and you know you have to incorporate the race name exactly as it is. Um, and, and people deliver every year, and it's hard. It's hard to narrow it down to five. I'm sure out of um, 200, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I truly loved all five of the designs this year. Um, and thought all of them would have looked good on a T-shirt, but we so it's it's at, uh, representatives from Atlanta Track Club, uh, representatives from the uh, from the AJC, uh, representatives from uh, Mizuno, and then we try to bring in well, we always bring in the previous year's winner to be a judge, and then uh, we try to bring in uh, just some members of the community uh, because we really wanted a diverse range of voices uh, picking our finalists, and then uh, the winner is a, as you know a closely guarded secret until. Uh, that first person crosses the finish line. So uh, I knew, of course, who would won because we have to print the shirts. But we keep it we keep it uh, really under wraps, uh, and then we surprise the winner at the finish line um, by presenting the shirt was him by presenting him with the, with the winning shirt. Um, and it's, that's that's always one of my favorite moments on race day. Yeah, it's there's buzz uh, in the, uh, uh, the on the route um, along the way about uh, the design. You know, I, um, I you can hear people saying, uh, you know, what does the shirt look like? I wonder what the shirt looks like, and then soon for those of us. Uh, that are finishing considerably after the early finishers, uh, you can see a few people mm-hmm. uh, running in the opposite direction, maybe back to Linux. Yeah. When I figure <laughs> out a way to make everybody who crosses the finish line sign a non-disclosure that they can't show the shirt to anybody not on that side of the finish line yet, I will let you know, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't figured it out quite yet. But it's kind of fun. You, yeah. you, you see a few, uh, a few runners... Uh, uh, you know, a few people have it in the bag, and, and runners are going, hold up the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you, you see one or two uh, that have already uh, put it on. Yeah, and I'll tell you how that started. So uh, the 25th anniversary, um, the the track club designed the shirt on its own, and people really did not like the 25th anniversary T-shirt. Uh, and they were not uh, uh, shy about hiding their opinions. I believe T-shirts were thrown on the front lawn of the old office over in in uh, in Buckhead, so our executive director at the time, Julia Emmons, uh, said, "You know what? Let's just open it up to the public." And it's really become such a huge part of the tradition of this race that it was it was probably a good thing that it that that, that year people didn't like the shirt so much because it turned into something great. Uh, I I might have that ugly twenty uh, fifth anniversary. I, I I didn't think it was that ugly. I yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I've got about uh, thirty five of them. Wow, and. Uh, Maybe down to uh, 32 because I uh, can't find them all. But, uh, 
Yeah, there are some stronger designs and some that I might consider to be a little weaker. Um, we're going to be taking a break here. When we come back, I, I want to have you share with us this range of programs that support and events uh, that support uh, members of the Atlanta uh, Track Club. Mm-hmm. Because really, uh, as we said, uh, starting off, um, the Atlanta Track Club does a great deal uh, for the sport uh, and activity of walking and running, uh, both competitively and just uh, for sure fun. And uh, we'll talk about that with Jay Holder from the Atlanta Track Club right after this break. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy, no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps. These are generally benign growths that occur from chronic sinus infection or allergies that are either undertreated or have not been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, we specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery and correction of a deviated nasal septum and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office. We use a state-of-the-art equipment so that you can see the problem You will be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment. We believe in old-fashioned medicine, where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. You can rest assured that all options will be offered before surgery is recommended, because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today we have the pleasure of having with us Jay Holder, Director of Marketing with the Atlanta Track Club. And we've been talking about the history of the Track Club, uh, the Peachtree Road Race, the premier event of the Atlanta Track Club, and now I want to get into uh, a a rather broad range of events and program. I mean, most people do not know that there are thirty events uh, in two seven in two thousand seventeen. Uh, that's a lot. You know, that's an event every week and a half uh, uh, or so, um, uh, more than every two weeks. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about. Uh, uh, what some of the highlights of the last seven months have been event-wise 
and what some of the major events over the next five months will be. Yeah, sure. So we're, we, as you said, we're, we're constantly working on something, whether it be be a 5K race, a track meet, a training program, um, a coaches clinic for high school coaches. We, we, we do a wide range of events really trying to find something that serves everybody no matter where they are in the runner what we call the runner life cycle so if it's a youth event one of my favorite events and unfortunately we had to cancel it this year due to weather but one of my favorite events is the blue cross blue shield of georgia peach tree junior uh in may and that's but we've been doing that for 30 years in piedmont park um that's a that's a, an event for kids 14 and under and it has a 3k a 1k a half K, I'm sorry, a three K, a half K, and a 50 meter dash, as well as a kids decathlon. And we, you know, that's that's the that's the event for kids that may be a little too young to tackle a 10K, but really want to uh, to get that early exposure to to running and walking. So that's that's a big initiative for us. Um, as I said, that's in May. Um, we have a marathon. So in in 2016, we for the first time became the organizers of the Public Storage Marathon, which is an 11 year old event in Atlanta, um, and and we took it over in 2016. And and I really think I believe, and I think a lot of people in our organization believe that that race has a lot of potential. Um, it's a marathon and half marathon, and it also has a youth festival attached to it that we do with the the lieutenant governor's office. Um, but Atlanta. Uh, is a is a major city, and we should and will have a major city marathon uh, here. So that's a big initiative for us: is growing that 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 marathon, not just with people here in Atlanta and in the southeast, but really making it a running destination for people who are looking to do the twenty six point two distance. So that's one of our big events, and that's in March, uh, starting and ending at Centennial Olympic Park. Uh, we do a series of track meets during the summer, and they're free track meets, and they're all-comers track meets, and they really are just that. I mean, you can have never set foot on a track before in your life and come and run one of these events. Uh, you can be a four-minute miler and come and run one of these events. This year we had a shot put competition that we put in part of our as part of our Grand Prix series, which we'll talk about, I think, in a little bit. Um, but So we had people come out and throw in the shot put for the first time at 55, 60 years old uh, who had never done it before. Um, so it's really a great way to, to expose people to uh, parts of track and field that they, they may not be familiar with. Let me, let me ask you, could uh, uh, the Atlanta Track and Field Club uh, be uh, something uh, as a possibility in the future. I like to think that we are really the Atlanta Track and Track and Field Club. We're, we're not going to change the name; it has such such great standing and such great recognition. But I think that the field portion of track and field is every bit as uh, as important as the track part. Uh, and so we really are trying to make sure that our members get to, get to see that that part of the sport. Um, that's why we did the shot put this year. Um, Atlanta, the Atlanta and the state of Georgia have a very rich history of of, of producing amazing field athletes. So uh, you know we've had we've, Reese Hoffa is a Georgia guy and he's a gold medalist in the in the shot put. Uh, Christian Taylor is a two time gold medalist in the triple jump. Uh, is from here in Atlanta. So you know, yeah, I think it has a tremendous potential. I, as with the shot put, you could pick a, a, a you know a different. Uh, activity, uh, you know, the high jump, the long jump, the you know, uh, and, and we have all those events at our at our, um, at our track and field meets. Actually, our uh, our facility over on Armor Drive in uh, in Atlanta has uh, one of the only, I think, the only indoor pole vault facility in, in the state of Georgia. Uh, and so we have a lot of high schools and uh, colleges use our pole vault facility when the weather's not uh, not uh, good enough to be outside. So you are actually de facto uh, the Atlanta Track and Field Club, and as you say, you wouldn't want to change the name because there's 
uh, a lot of cachet in uh, the Atlanta Track Club name. But, uh, I, you know, I was just not aware, personally, yeah. of all the uh, the field events. Yeah, I think, you know, I think one of the things that we're really doing, a, a, uh, trying to do a better job of uh, over the past couple of years and going forward is 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 making sure that we're involving field athletes because they're, they're, they're track athletes just like the runners. So... Um, so you'll see more field events from us uh, in the very near future. I mean, as I talked about um, the Peachtree Junior event, there's a decathlon there. So kids are doing the broad jump. They're doing the long jump. They're doing uh, they, they're doing not the true javelin because it's probably not responsible to give a 7-year-old a, a javelin, but they're doing the Nerf javelin. So, um, so we're trying to teach kids at an early age uh, that those events are out there. I, I would think that the USA uh, Track and Field uh, organization uh, would want to be very supportive. Are they supportive? Uh, uh, yeah, very, very. Uh, USA Track and Field is uh, the, the governing body for uh, track and field and road racing uh, in the United States. We're a USA Track and Field uh, member, uh, and we have teams that compete in USA Track and Field competitions around the country on the track and, uh, and on the roads. Uh, we hosted this year at, at Peachtree the USA 10-kilometer championships, uh, which is under the umbrella of um, of USATF, and that helped us bring in some of the best uh, American runners in the country uh, to run here on the 4th and compete for a $10,000 uh, prize for first place, $70,000 overall purse. Um, and, that, and that was really a great recognition for our race. Um, so we, we work very closely with USA Track and Field. All of our courses are certified by USATF, which means that they are, if we tell you it's 3.1 miles, it's 3.1 miles. If we tell you it's 6.2, it is. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're very supportive of our efforts, uh, and, and we uh, are always looking for ways to expand our relationship with them as we want to become a track and field destination, not just for Atlanta runners and track and field athletes, but for runners around the country. And uh, I would think between uh, the TED uh, as a, a field uh, facility um, uh, Grant Field at Georgia Tech and and the Emory Campus, uh, which uh, has a nice uh, uh, track, mm-hmm. that you'd have uh, a, a good combination of uh, facilities to use. So we uh, historically have used Emory for all of the meets. Emory Track is under construction right now. So this this past year, we did our track and field events at um, uh, at a facility out in DeKalb County. Um, Buck Godfrey Stadium. I almost forgot the name. Buck Godfrey Stadium. It's a beautiful facility for DeKalb County Schools. So we did that. And then we also used the Marist School uh, schools track. But there are a, a number of really great great tracks here um, in the uh, in the city. And we're actually in the middle of a process, the process of, of refurbishing one of those tracks. Uh, Cheney Stadium at Phoenix Park, which is right near um, Turner Field. Cheney Stadium was the warm-up facility for track and field during the 96 games. Um, if you've been there recently, it's, uh, it's, it's not much to look at. It's got some potholes. Uh, the surface is a little rough. So we've been raising money uh, since the spring to resurface the track, and this fall we'll be putting an all-weather surface um, on, those, uh, on the eight lanes of that track and turning it into a state-of-the-art state free public facility uh, for track and field athletes, for runners, for walkers, for anybody who wants to come out and use that. You know, I, I should mention here, uh, Jay, that uh, if you want to follow along uh, today and reference some of what Jay's talking about or learn more uh, about some of the things that he's talking about, you can go to www.lanatrackclub.org. Uh, you know, of course, everybody these days knows that you probably get to uh, Atlanta TR, and it probably brings you yeah. Google, and you get to Atlanta Track Club. Definitely. But you can go to the website. It's a really informative website. Uh, well done if you've had anything oh, thank, to thank do you. with it. Um, 
let's go back. You know, you have uh, a one mile and fifty meter dash. Oh well, th- those would probably be a part of that uh, Georgia Peachtree uh, Junior. Yeah, event. we have those there, but <clears throat> we have we have one miles and fifty meter dashes at at several of our events. Um, uh, including but not limited to the Publix Georgia Marathon where we have uh, the Be Healthy Georgia Festival where we have those events. Uh, The reason is because, um, as as I said earlier, we're really trying to provide a running and walking opportunity for everybody in the runner life cycle. I have a two-year-old. He's certainly not going to be running uh, a 5K anytime soon, but he goes out and does those 50-meter dashes and just loves it. Um, And and then, you know, you've you've got five, six, seven-year-olds who might not be ready for a 5K, but they can run a one-mile. So we try to have those events. We have an event tomorrow, actually, the Atlanta's Finest 5K, which we do uh, along with the Atlanta Police Foundation, Um, and it's in downtown Atlanta. It starts at uh, Pemberton Place, Um, and we have a one-mile and 50-meter dash there that, that that are one of my favorites because they do it right there on Pemberton Place. And What a great introduction for a child uh, to the um, the joy uh, and the excitement of the event, you know, the joy of running mm-hmm. and the excitement of the event. So they're, you know, getting early exposure. And I, I, I can't help but think it has a real reinforcing uh, uh, effect uh, uh, for the love of the sport of, of running. Yeah, I think the healthy habits that come from running are transferable into a number of other uh, facets of life. And, and that's what we're trying to instill early on. Obviously, we want these people to become lifelong runners. We, we see the value in that, the health, the health and fitness value of that. But more importantly, we want to instill healthy habits early. Um, and we have a, a program called Kilometer Kids, which is uh, in its 10th year. And we're actually, I, I can't bring it up yet, but we're 10 days away from a really exciting announcement about, about <laughs> Kilometer Kids. But it's a, it, it has 8,000 kids across the state of Georgia, and it's a free program. Um, that has kids over the course of a spring or fall season run 26.2 miles, and we reward them with incentives along the way. And that grew from 35 kids 10 years ago to now we have 8,000 kids in the program, and it's completely free. So, Well, we are going to get into uh, the uh, relationship of running to uh, quality of life here when we uh, come back from our next break. Um, but I still want to know about a little bit about the PNC 10-miler, uh, the Thanksgiving uh, Day Marathon, and uh, I want to have you talk about the Grand Prix Series. Sure, sure. Uh, so our next big events, we've got a couple events between between now and, and October. As I mentioned, the one this, this weekend, we have a, a very large cross-country meet in Cartersville in September. We have an event with the Falcons in September in Atlanta United. Uh, but our PNC Atlanta 10-miler is October 22nd. It's at Atlantic Station. Um, the 10-mile distance is interesting. You can find a 5K or a 10K almost every weekend. But there aren't a lot of big, well-organized 10-milers. And I, I love this race for that reason. One, um, that, that, that distance is really uh, near and dear to my heart. I, I, anything longer than 10K, you start to get my ear. Um, uh, and two, it's, it's always perfect weather. Um, uh, and I'm knock on wood because <laughs> we've had it for four years and the weather's been great. Um, but the course is great. You run through a lot of uh, great areas of Atlanta. We're, we're changing it up this year. You used to go up Cardiac Hill, which if you've done Peachtree, you know. Um, we did a thing called the King of the Hill Challenge, so the fastest people up Cardiac Hill got a special mug at the end. This year, we've changed the course, and you will go down Cardiac Hill. Doesn't mean the course isn't hilly anymore, but uh, it will be a new new sort of challenge. So that race sells out every year. It's part of our, our Triple Peach series, which includes Peachtree, the 10-miler, and then the Thanksgiving Day Half Marathon, which is obviously on Thanksgiving Day. We're doing it at, at Turner Field. It's actually our second largest event, um, and there's a half marathon 5K uh, 
one mile and 50 meter dash component to that to that event um, and it's the largest Thanksgiving Day half marathon in the country um, you can you know you can find lots of turkey trots lots of great turkey trots we decided to up the ante and do a half marathon before you go out and have your Thanksgiving Day feast um, and and just another great family celebration um, uh, we used to there used to be a marathon on Thanksgiving Day it's now just a half marathon um, <clears throat> but we find that distance is a lot more manageable for people who might need to go home and and uh, and cook a turkey and, and make the green bean casserole. After you've run a marathon, you're pretty much out of commission. And it's not that you're not tired after running a half marathon, but there's a little more room for <laughs> for being able to do other things. So uh, those two events are our two biggest ones coming up, and they're part of our <clears throat> our four race uh, pr- uh, signature races, which is Public Storage Marathon, AJC Peachtree Road Race, PNC 10-Miler, and Thanksgiving Day Half. We're going to take a break uh, uh, again here, Jay. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to have you uh, talk about uh, your training programs sure. um, because uh, in addition to the events, you have a broad range of training programs. Uh, we're here with Jay Holder, the Director of Marketing for the Atlanta Track Club. We'll be back with Jay right after this break. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Jay Holder of the Atlanta Trek Club, and we've been talking about uh, the range of programs and the events of which there are 30 in 2017, um, you have a series called the Grand Prix Series. Before we get into training, which I, I said we'd uh, focus on in, in this segment, but tell us about the Grand Prix Series. Grand Prix Series is, uh, is, is something Atlanta Track Club has had for, for a long time. It's a series of 10 races, eight of which are free to members. Um, 
One uh, the other two are the PNC Atlanta Ten Miler and this weekend's race, the uh, the Atlanta Police Foundation, Atlanta's finest five k. Um, but eight of which are free to members and ten dollars for non members. They're we call them, you know, no frills races. Uh, you know, I think that they 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 are. Um, I think they're they're incredibly well organized, but they're not what you're going to see at Peachtree. There's no shirt. There's no medal. Um, but they are a chance to just get out and run a road <clears throat> race with you know a couple hundred, couple thousand people on a, on a Saturday morning, and they range everywhere from a from a well as I said this year we did a we did a shot put <laughs> at the All Comers Track and Field meet, and then there's there are five k's <coughs> there are all the way up to the to the ten mile distance which is um which is the the, the ten miler starting with the resolution run on um on uh, on on January first so uh. Piedmont Healthcare is the sponsor of the series. helps us really helps us keep it free or low cost. And at the end of the year, we do a we do a little party for everybody who uh, who took part uh, and award the people who took part in all ten races. Uh, and there are awards for age group winners. It's it's uh, it's it's neat and it's just a different way to get involved with Atlanta Track Club and help us make uh, running and walking accessible to, to as many people as possible. You know, one thing uh, that uh, I want to make sure we touch on is the uh, wheelchair um, dimension. Uh, the Petrie Road Race uh, has got a uh, wheelchair event that takes place mm-hmm. before the uh, uh, the runners uh, event. Uh, tell us what what ab- about that and how many partici- participants do we generally have uh, every year? Yeah, so it's an elite wheelchair race, uh, and it is one of the uh, one of the premier wheelchair events anywhere in the world. Uh, we're really fortunate to have it uh, in conjunction. It is part of the AJC. Peachtree Road Race, but to have it have it on that day is just it's we're really fortunate. Um, that's organized by the Shepherd Center, um, which is on the course, of course, um, uh, right there at Cardiac Hill. Uh, they they bring that field together, and they've done such a great job of bringing in the best of the best wheelers a, a, every year since I believe 1981, 1981, and 1982. They've been doing that. Um, it's one of my favorite parts of the day is to see those those guys come flying down 10th Street and across that finish line. Um, and, uh, and and it's great for the people at the Shepherd Center who, who, who are so involved in our event to see them go by and, and really motivating for, for a lot of people who come out and, and spectate from, from Shepherd. We've had Tatiana McFadden here um, uh, almost every year. She won this year. She's won seven times. Uh, and Tatiana is uh, one of the most decorated runners, able-bodied or wheeler runners anywhere in the world. And to have her starting on our, our, our starting line every year is a real honor. Um it's almost uh, invitational like for because it's an elite event but there are also open to the general uh, you population. have to go through the shepherd center to, to to be accepted into the event um at this point you know we 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 limit the number just because um uh, safety and, and space issues. So the Shepherd Center Center has an invitational field that they How many they, this year? I believe it's 130, I want to say. Let's talk about training mm-hmm. uh, because y- you can see on the website that you have uh, some training programs, and uh, that's got to help foster lots and lots of uh, runners uh, who started off as just uh, casual uh, walkers uh, and who became runners or casual runners who uh, became more competitive and and. You know that starts with good coaching. So tell us about the programs. Yeah, so we have uh, training programs year round, uh, starting uh, in the the late fall, early winter, with in training for Public Storage Marathon. Um, and these are these are sixteen to eighteen week programs that help people get ready for 
Uh, well, there's one specifically designed for the marathon, one specifically designed for Peachtree, and then one specifically de- designed for uh, for Thanksgiving Day half uh, and then fall marathons. Um, uh, and, and it and it targets everyone from that person who's never run before to someone who's just trying to find their you know trying to find that next that next gear. Um, they're they are uh, tailored personally to all the individuals by our coaches, um, led by Amy Yoder Begley. Uh, she, Amy was a, a, an Olympian in 2008, ran in the 10K um, uh, in Beijing, and has really become somebody who I mean understands so much more than the elite side of the sport. Understands what it takes to take someone who may be you know. 40 years old and has never run before and turn them into a half marathoner. Um, it's not about, uh, it's not about maybe running, you know, it's not about running faster. It's about running better and smarter. Um, and if faster plays into that great, but it's really, it's really about helping people enjoy that experience, uh, and, and do it in a safe and healthy way. You know, the events, uh, Again, most notably, the Peachtree are a huge undertaking from the standpoint of execution, uh, working with the city of Atlanta, working with Atlanta PD, the Fulton County Sheriff's Department, uh, the paramedics, uh, even uh, the sanitation crews that are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I, you know, I started a few years back to uh, make sure that I was as I was running along, I. I pointed and said, uh, if there were uh, four officers, I would say, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. And, you know, they appreciate being yeah. appreciated. Uh, and now there's firefighters, and I'm out there as I'm uh, moving in my slow motion uh, uh, jog uh, through the event, uh, uh, saluting and pointing my finger and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I've added sanitation workers because I noticed that some of those guys were posted. They were staying right behind the uh the uh, uh, EMTs or, or police officers mm-hmm. uh, or firefighters, but they were there at, at critical intersections because they're going to have to jump in and do a uh, a, a real cleanup, uh, yeah. uh, literally. Um, there are thousands and thousands of cups alone uh, strewn on the uh, on the course. But the undertaking, security-wise, uh, you know, uh, securing the course uh, right uh, up to and including the flyover, uh, tell us about what goes into uh, uh, securing the the course. It's a citywide effort. Uh, we prepare for everything with not just local, uh, not just local police, but but uh, state and and federal uh, police and law enforcement are are involved in making sure that we are as safe as we can possibly be. Um, you know, we, we live in we live in crazy times, so we have to really think about every scenario, um, whether it be natural or, or man-made, uh, and making sure that we are equipped to deal to deal with that scenario. So we we, we talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about, uh, and we come up with plans for that. But we also talk about weather. We had a lightning strike uh, two years ago, and 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 that. You know, fortunately, that was uh, nobody was injured. But we talk about what we would do if in, in that sort of scenario. Um, so uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a massive undertaking, and it's um, and it's preparing for things that, gosh, we hope will never happen. But we are ready for anything on July Fourth. And there's very, very, very exacting execution. Uh, the epitome of which is, um, I'm not sure that. Uh, all spectators got to see this, especially ones down at the uh, 
uh, end of the uh, the finish uh, because I'm not sure where they started. Uh, I'm not certain that people who saw that uh, watched on TV uh, got to experience this. But for those of us who are getting ready to uh, to start, uh, one dramatic aspect and and the helicopters always add to the excitement. But the flyover by two. Um, F-16s, I believe, uh, is a, a real um, uh, exciting element uh, at the very beginning of the race. And yeah. you, as you pointed out to me, that was right down to the second. Yeah, and it ties together. I think that's really uh, a symbol of, it, of, of tying together all the agencies that come together to make this happen. Um, not just the execution of the actual event, but, but protecting all of the people who are crossing that starting line and crossing that that finish line um, from 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 the Atlanta Police Department to the FBI to Homeland Security to our friends at, at, in the Air Force uh, to our to our medical personnel who are really ready to handle the influx of people who are a little warm when they cross the finish line. So um, so we're really fortunate that this is a citywide uh, undertaking. You you really do have a sense of security. Um, Jay, are uh, you a runner? I am a runner. What are your What are your sweet spots uh, in distance? I would say the older I get, the the longer I'd like to be running, and the slower I'd like to be running. So um, I was a five k ten a five k ten k guy, maybe sometimes miler in, in college, and now I I gravitate to the to the uh, to the half marathon and the marathon. Well, I made uh, reference to being an uh, an old fat guy runner. Uh, uh, I I I see hope. Uh, I think if I keep running, uh, maybe I'll drop some more pounds and maybe I'll add some distance to uh, my uh, running routine. Uh, and uh, with the help of the Atlanta Track Club, maybe that'll happen. We're here for you. Whatever your running goals are, we, we've got something for you. Well, thank you, Jay, for uh, taking the time to be on the Business Hour. Thanks, Ron. This is great. We're <laughs> You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. Have a great weekend. We're on Fridays from 10 to 11. We'll see you on the radio and the Internet next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio.